Romans chapter 3, verses 21 to 31. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one. Who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith? Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. We finally got there. Yay! We finally got there. It's not depressing uh, anymore, guys. It's not depressing. This is amazing. <laughs> if you've been tracking along, we've been, uh, uh, this is Thomas Nelson. I'm with Katie Dickens and Will Carlisle. And we've been tracking along through some deep waters of mm-hmm. we're all in trouble. Yeah. Yep. And Paul, if you're listening, you did a great job. You really painted a hard picture for us. Yeah. <laughs> but, but really, I mean, then we finally, we finally turn a corner. And it's it's wonderful because we're seeing that, hey, the law bears witness to God, and that reveals to me that there is sin in my life. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. and the law can't save me. I can't uphold it. I can't do it. But God, through his son Jesus, the blood that he shed mm-hmm. for us, by faith, yeah. we can have hope again. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're like now. And from yeah. here on, we're just gonna we're we're gonna like plumb the depths of that but we finally got there we got there tell us what you're thinking well even just reading this passage i i circled every time faith is in there it's in there eight times yeah and i know in the book of romans i think faith is mentioned 55 times like it's just literally the drumbeat of the whole book is faith not the law by grace through faith we're saved. It's never going to be adherence to the law. You obey from a place of love and forgiveness and wanting to honor the Lord because you have been saved um, by him. But we are saved by faith mm-hmm. in Christ. And I just love that. I mean, it truly, it jumps off the page eight times in just this itty bitty little, you know, section here. Yeah. Yeah. That verse 21 the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law that stands in, in stark opposition to everything that has led up to now because under the law, the righteousness of God is judgment towards us. Yeah. But 
in faith under grace through Christ, mm-hmm. the righteousness of God is our own. Mm. And, and then as, as Paul hits at the end, that does not mean we don't uphold the law anymore. It doesn't nullify the law, but it gives us the ability to uphold the law because we are we are growing in grace and in faith to uphold the law. We are we are no longer accountable for our our, our backslidings and our and our missteps, but we've been given a new heart. Mm. It's you know that word faith. It's such a it's such a great word, such a strong word, um, but it actually can be. It's it's it can be misunderstood or it can just be it can almost just become so familiar that yeah. we stop thinking about it. Yeah. But I was looking up some some Greek definitions here and uh one one idea behind faith is obviously belief. Exactly, yeah. And that's not all. And in here it gives in these definitions it gives some of the outcomes of faith. One of the outcomes of true faith is confidence. Mhm. Yep. And mm-hmm. what has happened in reading the first two and a half chapters of of this book is a lack of confidence. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like I have, I have no confidence in me actually, yeah. uh-huh. or in you. Uh-huh. Like together, we're all just a mess. Mm-hmm. And so now, what's happened now that that's been stripped away, that's been torn down. Mm-hmm. Paul is showing us no, now it's time for you to have confidence. Yeah, but it's not in you. Your confidence is going to be in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at this point. As I've been reading this, I'm looking for something to have confidence in because it's clearly not me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that that word faith can be associated with confidence because when I believe in Christ, when I trust in him and the work that he did on the cross, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm justified. He looks over, as it says right here, he looks over and passes over my mm-hmm. former sins mm-hmm. yeah. um, because of his righteousness. So now my confidence is in him. I'm mm-hmm. trusting him to stand before the Father and mark me as justified, mark mm-hmm. me as forgiven. Absolutely. That is so much more reassuring, especially after going yeah. through these last two and a half chapters of like having any confidence in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Paul, Paul is not, you know, especially pointing out how he has this point where God isn't, is the God of the Jews and he's the God of the Gentiles. There, there's no distinction. He's the mm-hmm. God of the circumcised and the uncircumcised, you know, his original audience and, and even people today, I think that could raise that question of, is Paul just like creating like a new thing here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, is this kind of like a modified faith of of the old testament but it's not this is the fulfillment of the old testament and you know i think i i, I get my mind to go straight to isaiah 56 uh, verse 3 let let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the lord say the lord will surely separate me from his people let not the eunuch say behold i am a dry tree for thus says the lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. And verse down to verse six, and the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants. Um, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house mm. of prayer. Mm. And 
um, at the end of verse seven is that famous line that Jesus quotes when he's cleansing the temple for my house shall be called a house of prayer mm-hmm. for all peoples. This is the plan for the fullness of time. And and the only reason it was ever not this, or so it seemed to be, it was because the Israelite people fell off the, the path and that's what yeah. Jesus came to correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, this, this passage to me, all comes home putting together what what both of you have just said all comes home in the famous verse 23 and beyond it says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god and we're like i get it paul mm-hmm. that's right we we have all sinned and we <laughs> yeah. all fall short of the glory of god you've told me that yeah, and i believe <laughs> i believe you yeah. i believe you and then these next verses will will should bring tears to our eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. truly and are justified by his grace yeah. as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. whom God put forward as a propitiation. I'll pause right there. That word propitiation, that's the atoning sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's the answer? God says, you don't have it and you yeah. can't find mm-hmm. it. And so I'm going to put my own son forward mm-hmm. to be the sacrifice to pay the debt of my wrath that my wrath it, yeah. it deserves over your sin. I'm going to cover all of that by putting my own son out there mm-hmm. that you might have life with me. And that, and that he's going to uh, pass over our, our former sins with his divine forbearance. Mm-hmm. And you know what that does? It doesn't show my goodness. It shows, yeah, it shows his things. righteousness. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's and that is just an amazing, an amazing thought. It is not a thought a human could create. Yeah, yeah exactly. Amen. Well, on this uh, this day after Easter, you know, it's really good as we're all heading off back to the office, maybe maybe back from spring break and all all the places we've been to remember. My hope, my joy, my rest is in the work of Jesus. Mm-hmm. God the Father himself put forward as the atoning sacrifice to give me confidence to stand before him. Mm-hmm. Well, for Will Carlisle and Katie Dickens, I'm Thomas Nelson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.